Hey guys, we are live with one of my favorite comedians who I met over a year ago, I think right before the pandemic hit. Actually, right before the pandemic hit. That was one of my last one of my last gigs, I think, before it hit. Uh, Paris Sachet, she's fucking hilarious, bold. Um, literally, you're one of my favorite people, by the way. I know we only met once, but uh, you're just literally <laughs> one of my favorite comics, one of my favorite people, because you're th- because of this. We are live, and you're just walking, doing this podcast between gigs right now. You're my favorite human being. <laughs> Thank you so much, John. Thank you. Listen, you, you have to do what you can do. You have to get away to do Absolutely. Anything. Yeah. Um, do you I don't do you remember the night we met? We met at um I did. Uh, the uh, yes. Tommy Taylor. Tommy, Tommy Taylor, Taylor show. Uh-huh. Which, and this is when I fell in love with you by the way, because there was a there's a dude, there's nothing I love more than a comedian putting an older useless comic in his place. <laughs> And there was a <laughs> there was a guy there. I don't even remember his fucking name, but I do know I cut him out of all my pictures because he was such a dick to you. But he tried to give you like unsolicited and that you didn't even fucking ask for. First of all, you crushed no that way. night. No. I was the first time I saw you. I thought you were hilarious. And then uh, and then he fucking I don't know. He just opened his dumb mouth to try to give you advice, and you put him in his place. Like ten times that night, like just <laughs> fucking nailed him over and over again. And I was—I didn't know. Like it was my first time meeting Tony and you and everybody else in that room, basically, except for Tommy. So I was quiet, mm-hmm. but I was like, I was fucking <laughs> loving it. So I just immediately—I was like, I don't know who she is, but I—I've got to work with her again. I got to see her again. So I just—you're yeah, just fucking was, amazing. That it was—it was actually a great show. It was a great. It night, was. But then you have. Stupid people who like we're beyond the, the the point where women don't have voices and guys right. can talk. We're beyond that. So it's like if I have to be the voice for the women, I will. Yeah. That's what I'm here for. Oh, it was so beautiful. It was the, just a masterful. I was like, it also was like one of those things where I was like, you can do that to somebody in a green room, <laughs> like. <laughs> <laughs> like I always kind of do it after the fact, but I was like, I didn't know you could just fucking say what you want to say in a green room to a piece of shit. That's great news. Oh, Listen, was... if there, if there, if more people start doing it, then the chance, the, the chances of people doing it will be higher. I uh, I fucking one hundred percent agree with you. Ask Tom. Tom, this is this is Paris, by the way. Paris, this is Tom. Nice to he meet produces. You, Tom. Such a pleasure, Paris. Um, yeah, that was just fucking awesome too. And, uh, and I love that during the pandemic, by the way, your um, y- the bit that you have blew up on TikTok. I, uh, first of all, I watched, I think I watched everybody's duet of that, <laughs> of that bit, by the way, because it was, it, first of all, it's just fucking hilarious to begin with anyway. And if it wasn't for like legal stuff, I'd play it because they're going to flag us if I, if I throw it up there. Um, oh, okay. yeah, but, uh, but it's, it was, it's just, how did that feel seeing that just explode all of a sudden? It came in the perfect time that it can come. Because mm-hmm. it's like the entire world is shut down. Comedy is not open. There's this Zoom show thing, but it doesn't feel the same. And it's just like in the midst of the depression of like, my life is on pause. 
Mm-hmm. I woke up one day and I just seen over oh, thousand people doing this. And I'm yeah. like, oh wow. So there's still sun in the darkness of the pandemic. So that's amazing. Yeah, that's yeah. beautiful. Yeah, it was it's it was it was amazing. Like I swear to God, it was the same thing where like one day because I like I followed you after all that stuff and I knew your material, and then all of a sudden I'm like scrolling through TikTok and somebody else is doing your voice, and I was like, what the fuck is it? And then I was like, oh my god, <laughs> I'm like, she's blowing up. <laughs> like, it was so yeah, great. it was crazy because like people were sending it to me, and I'm like, I'm not like, I don't even know what this is. Like the first time people <laughs> like, I did not know what you kids are talking about. What's TikTok? What is this stuff? Right. And then I went and looked at it, and I'm like, oh, this is amazing because it's like motion, but then it also showed me that there's a lot of people who are picky with their gay. Yeah. And I think the world needed to know that. I think seeing how many people could relate, I'm like, see, it's not just me. There's other people who think like me. Yeah. Absolutely. That's another thing I love about you, too, is the I mean, I, I feel like the word, you know, just in stand up in general, honesty gets kind of thrown around a lot. But you are blatantly fucking honest in your set, in your life. I watched a, an interview with you recently. This is going to sound now I feel like I'm veering into stalking territory. But like <laughs> I watched an interview with you uh, that you posted on um, your Instagram. I don't know who it was with, but you were talking about I think they were trying to like. Or, or maybe they weren't trying to, but they were trying to like pigeonhole you, basically saying like, you know, you're a lesbian, but you you but you don't like dick, and you were like, no, like I do, I just I have emotional connection to women, and and then right. you just, and then you just came out and said, but you want it all, which I love because very rarely do people just throw out the fact that like, yeah, no, I want this part of it, but I also want this part of it, <laughs> and I can I think, have it all. <laughs> I think people are in denial. I think a lot of people want it all, but they're afraid to say they want it. Because people Agreed. are so judgmental. But it's like, we only have yep. one life. I want yep. everything while I'm here. I... Dude, I 100% agree with you. And every time I talk to people about relationships, they do the same shit with me in that, like, I'm I'm a single guy. I've, da- I've been in relationships before. I've dated a lot of women before. I I liked... At one point in my life, I liked the relationship side of it. And now mm-hmm. I just want to fuck and have fun and go to the movies. <laughs> and, and I feel like, like, I feel like as I'm getting older, people are like, you really need to, you need to stop that and like lock it in and settle down. <laughs> like none of you are happy. So I don't know right. what the fuck you're talking about. And we survived the pandemic. It's like, if there's a better <laughs> time, I think it's now. I think everything we ever wanted to do that we didn't do should happen now. Why not? Absolutely. Oh, I know. I'm in the same mindset. We just that that's over and I'm ready to fucking everything. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, that was nuts. Let's never uh, limit what we can do again. Exactly. Let's do it all. How do you feel going back? Are you are you good with the whole like because I just did my first show back in the back in New York um, Mm -hmm. headline Greenwich Village and it was fun and but it, I was like battling my hypochondria a little bit because, you know, it, we don't have to wear masks anymore and it was yeah. fine. But I was also a little like, some of these people don't look like they believe in vaccinate. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, you're like, it's, it's a scary, because I'm in between. Like, I, I'm, I'm at shows and I'm outside, but I don't trust it. Like, I get tested at least three times a week. Yeah. It's starting to feel like an AIDS test now. It's like, why do I have to get this thing <laughs> so many times? Like, I don't have it. I right. Don't have it. So it's like I don't feel safe, but then I think a lot of the people at the shows are vaccinated. So it's yeah. like as long as they're vaccinated, they're fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I agree. I know. I feel like everybody's been been really good about it. And it's funny too, because like even I've noticed without even really asking, 
uh, people are like, I'm vaxxed, by the way. Are we good right. to get like diva <laughs> like whatever? And I'm like, no, 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 it's fine. Me too. Like it's it's like a, a quick uh, uh, check up on uh, on whether or not you are. And it's it's weird. But yeah, I don't mind. I'm, I'm excited to go back out. And you're going where are you going now? I'm going to uh, I think this is called Drool Comedy. So I'm here and then I'm at Williamsburg Hotel and then I'm at the stand oh. after that. Oh, dude, that's fucking awesome. Yeah, so it's like I'm really outside, like all the way now. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, no protection. It's just me. There's nothing, yeah, no protection. Just me. I'm out here. I don't know. If it's worth the jokes, it'll just be worth it. But I think it's fun. I think people need that for now. So it feels almost normal. Yeah. Yeah, and I and I think the audiences have been really good. Like the, the I did um I did another show with the Stone Pony um to benefit Jersey Shore artists. So yeah, that was my first real thing back on stage or whatever. But we were raising money for them or whatever. And uh, uh, the only audience that was there was like the crew that were shooting the the special, and then um but they were like pumped to just fucking mm-hmm. see any kind of live entertainment, and that felt really good. I feel like the audiences are are pretty eager. Yeah, I think the audiences are happy, and that's really what it's about. So, yeah, I, I just think it's a good time. I, I I don't have worries. I mean, I think about it often, but it's like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm out here and I'm thinking about it. So, whatever yeah. happens, let's just have fun while we're here. I agree. That's awesome. Well, are you in? New, you're in New York now, right? Yes, Brooklyn. Brooklyn. That's awesome. You said you said Williamsburg. That's pretty cool. Are you living in New York now? Or are you? So I was still in D.C. and then I came here for a week, but it's like. I'm about to go on the road a bit, so it's just like nice. I'm just living in a suitcase. Yeah, oh, dude, I I've had a bag packed since the pandemic hit because I <laughs> <laughs> I never wanted to not not be ready. <laughs> it's like right. let's go because you never um, know when you'll get a call. Yeah. so that's where I'm at now. What are the road what, what road gigs do you have coming up? Um, I'm, I have Atlanta coming up this month, Atlanta, Philly. And then in July, Cleveland and Indianapolis. Oh, nice. So none of the none of the real rednecky states. You don't have to worry too much. <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, I'm I'm past that too. It's good they don't want to talk about to the redneck states. It's like, listen, you guys are dickheads. Let's all agree. And we're cool. <laughs> <laughs> it's other things to talk about now. Like we made it through right. those four. Let's just admit you guys are wrong and move forward. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I agree. Um, we were talking about uh, a little bit before about uh, just uh, parallel thinking and material and stuff like that. Tom, you said you wanted to ask her about uh, like uh, just a uh, joke. Like you were talking about like joke thievery or like whatever we were talking a little bit about before. Yeah, because we, we were talking about a whole bunch of jokes and like the premises and where, where they were going and where they come from with each person. Right. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I, I found it interesting. So like I was I was watching a bunch of your bits and then I'm like, I see these other people. I'm like, they. They're using like a similar premise, but they didn't dig in like you like you dug in and tore through it, right? So I wanted mm-hmm. like I said I want to discuss like all with all comedians like what like what are your thoughts on that, right? Do you feel like people okay. see you and then run with your idea sometimes, even if they pull oh, it I into another direction? Or God, sorry. I think a lot of people have similar thoughts. I just think that's the way we work as humans. Like we think a lot of the same most of the time. Yeah, but I feel like watching somebody twist the entire story out and drain it, I feel like that comes from a personal place rather yes. than somebody just telling the joke and then they don't have the full detail of it. Right. Yeah. So like it's like, could... it, it, and I 
see someone even do something similar in the beginning is like they didn't live through the experience though so it won't be the same as when i told you that's a good point yeah or any comedian like i feel like that's a big thing with all comedians right especially because people mm -hmm. travel around so much and so many so many different venues that I feel like we're in a different age though too now, right? So just like you right. said, like you're on TikTok and it takes off. So like mm -hmm. if you if you crush a premise and they run with mm -hmm. it, I feel like we're in a in an age where like they almost want to see the same duplication of things over and over and over. So I was talking yeah. to somebody yeah. about that on Tik, like that's into TikTok. They're like, mm -hmm. yeah, it's all about like repetition of almost the same joke in different scenarios. Right. 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 So like it's a totally different animal now where it used to be if somebody took something from you and then went to the right, you never saw them. There was no social media where you were able to be like, Thank you. come on now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I love it. I feel like this is a great this is a great interview because you're on the go the entire time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just feel like I, I think that's very true. I don't know. When it comes to me and my job, so I think they come from personal experiences. So. Even right. if somebody has the same lead up up to the door, I still don't think it will be as good because it's not from a personal experience, especially if they're just doing the joke because they're stealing. So it's like, even if you steal, I don't yeah. really care because it won't be my joke. And then it'll show that your joke isn't authentic when it's time to do it. Right. Yeah. Yeah, there is, there is a, uh, there, there's that, you're absolutely right. There's different ways comedians work and there's ones that work from a very personal experience and they have, you know, you can tell immediately whether somebody leaves something on the ground and they don't really give a fuck about it and they probably lifted right. it from something, whether as somebody's like literally working through it on stage. Um, right. I have like a, did you find like during the whole pandemic and stuff like that, like there were these, you know, um, sites, I'm kind of a, I, I've, like uh, comedy aside, like I ever ever since like high school, I've always been that person that's sort of like politically aware and like all that kind of stuff. So um, I get like annoyed when like uh, Instagram pages or whatever kind of curate material from comedians and then suddenly start mm -hmm. profiting off of it. And it okay. really pissed me off during the uh during like the protests and like the blm stuff or whatever because you know every comedian's got their take on it they've got their spin on it they start to protest it but there was a couple of those fucking instagram pages that would take my shit and then all of a sudden mm -hmm. i'd see it on t-shirt do you have that same problem where people like lift your like you know do you get annoyed with that kind of shit because it would drive me crazy so but I it feels i haven't had that experience but this is what i will so i think Corona during the shutdown and TikTok, it created this thing where people can just take yeah. because it's popular. So it's like, there's so many people who don't mind people stealing their stuff because it's like, well, it'll get out quicker than me if I do yeah. it. So I feel like it depends, but I haven't experienced that myself. But then that, that comes to the point where it's like, should you post everything on social media if it's not patent? Right. That's yeah. it. That's what I was wondering because I love that at least at the very least the stuff that they were duetting with you comes from an album and you can see it on the corner of you know on the bottom of the thing. But I was like, what happens when you know somebody just snags your audio and then doesn't? I was like, how do you even like market that or capture that? So it's that's weird. the that's the weirdness in TikTok because there you can't they right can use anything that they want and steal anything that they want and there's no that's the downside of it. Yeah. Because it's like, it's you can get 100,000 views, but if you're not getting paid off of any, what's the mm -hmm. point? That's what fucking... I, that's exactly it. Like, I, I, somebody had uh, snagged a Facebook post of mine um, mm -hmm. that I had put up, 
and they had like a million something followers. And I only saw it because somebody else saw it and and showed it to me, but they never tagged mm. me in it. And I was right. like, well, that fucking sucks. Because on one hand, I love that everybody's seeing it. But on the other hand, no one's getting to me. <laughs> right, right. That's, I'm yeah. like, I appreciate you liked it. But for fuck's sake. <laughs> Shit. Yeah, that's you know? the downside of it. Yeah. And that part really sucks. Because it's like, it, it, what, what can you do about it? I don't really think there's anything you do about it. No, no, not at all. All um, I can say is if you take the fans that come from it, if they do find you, or mm-hmm. in some instances, you have to go see where they posted your stuff at and right under it. So then you can take yeah. the fans. And if you take those fans, then you can profit off of it in the long run. Yeah, that's a good point, too. Yeah, I noticed. I, I would try to, like, awkwardly comment on stuff like, hey, it's me, and thanks for sharing. <laughs> like, <laughs> right, uh, like, like, this, oh. is my, this is my opinion. I'm not yeah. sure if you guys know who I am, but this is mine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm like, hey. In, in meanwhile, I'm like, you know, knuckle biting. Like, I can can. Thanks for that. I appreciate it. <laughs> right. Like, it's 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 good in a day. That's not. Yeah. Exactly. Um. So, what have you? Have you? So, like, during the pandemic and stuff, were you like trying to do the Zoom shows? Did you feel like they were fun, or did you just kind of work on other shit and? Uh, you know, try to avoid it. I did some of the Zoom shows. I don't think they were helping when it came to doing shows in person because it's like you're in your house, people are in their house. I think the bar was lower. Like the bar Mm -hmm. was lower, so it was more like a conversation. I never really felt like the Zoom (laughs) shows were a show. It just felt like a good, funny conversation that you needed to have. So then when it was time to go back outside and you had to stand up, it's like, oh, this is nothing like when I was sitting in a chair. Yeah, there's a lot of Zoom. There's a lot of people who started comedy, oddly enough, during the pandemic on Zoom shows, and I'm kind of watching them in the clubs now. And I'm like, oh, oh in it's the a clubs? Diff- They're trying, and a, a couple of them I know they're not. They they were. Uh, it was kind of. It's the only time I think I enjoyed watching another comedian squirm, like in a bad way. <laughs> 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 Where I was like, it's a little harder than signing online, and <laughs> you know. Yeah, because running- that's not that's not nearly as hard. Being on stage in front of two people that don't care about what you're talking about, and you have to convince oh God. them to care. Yeah, absolutely. It was weird, man. I I didn't uh, I didn't like the Zoom shows at first. I did a few of them or whatever, but I didn't mind uh, the pay for some of the. Okay. You know what I mean? Like I was like the pay. Was the the best pay part. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> when, when you get paid for them, you're like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm home. I'm not wearing pants. Uh, and you get the money right away. That it was like yes. we needed this. So yes. the money yeah. definitely made sense because you just sitting your sit on the couch, talk for ten minutes, and hey, here's a hundred dollars for your troubles of showing up to the screen. <laughs> That's the beauty of it. Yes. Yeah. And it even the playing field too, because it felt like it was fine people were finally coming to me. <laughs> I didn't have to go anywhere. <laughs> I was like, this is what <laughs> Ellen feels like. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you definitely could create your own stage the way you want it to create your own stage. So that was, right. that was fun for those reasons, but the comedy of it, I I haven't used one joke that I wrote on Zoom shows in person. Yeah, I know. That is a, it was a lot of talking and and a lot of trying to figure shit out, but I did enjoy everything that came out of like um uh, there were like random like it, it was nice working with people other than shitty club owners for a change. Okay. Because I enjoyed watching, I don't know about you, but there were some club owners that were like, 
oh, I hope you fucking get buried. Uh, <laughs> like, yeah, no, there was, was like, a lot of clubs that was going bankrupt, but I'm like, so these people that didn't book comics because of talent don't have money? Wow. Yes. I was impressed. Right? I was impressed. I know. You know I agree. Clubs broke the comedian. So it's like, oh, so no one's really doing better than anyone. Yes, exactly. And yeah. and that's the, that's the craziest thing is like I feel like we survived and the like if if anything I feel like comedians should come out of this with a new sense of like purpose and authority and just sort of like right. no I'm not going to work for that amount of money and also you were struggling and we were figuring out new ways to adapt. I totally agree. Now if people had that mindset, I think they would have to pay people more. But then you have mm-hmm. majority of people who are like I'm just happy to be on stage. Yep. So that's the problem. Absolutely. And those are most of the Zoom comics right. <laughs> who are like, oh, I'll work for nothing. You know what I love? Yeah. You know what's hilarious? I, I like there was a certain there were there were a couple bookers who turned um, from sleazy comedy club booker to photographer of female comedians <laughs> awful quickly. And I was like, what kind of fucking scam is this guy running? <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, I didn't even get to see that. Oh, no. Uh, I'll send you some links. They're not, they're not, oh, you know, yeah. Um, so is there anything that you, uh, uh, like are looking like, I know you've got like club dates going back on, on the road and stuff like that, but you were, you, I mean, you just came out with your album, um, Paris Ache, mm-hmm. my honest ignorance, great fucking album, by the way. Um, Thank you. Are you working on it? You have another project coming up? So I'm working on recording a special uh, mm-hmm. video. So this one's audio. But I think nice. this, this next one, I want video. And I'm thinking about independently shooting it in July. Ooh. And then seeing who I want to pick it up. Nice. See, that's, so that's the smartest the way project. to do it. That's yeah. the smartest way to do it. To have it done, finished, a product that you like, that you're in full control over, and then seeing who wants to buy it. Because then you can get the most money. I feel like if they feel like they mm-hmm. help you pay for it, then it's like they want more money taken out of it. But if you come to the table with it, now you can bargain for what you want because you pay for it to be what it is. Yeah. So you should be able to get the top dollar that you want. Yeah. And also like anybody that's done, like, have you, I, like, I, the, the cool, like I liked doing, uh, like I did Gotham live and that mm-hmm. was fun because they don't harass you too much about your material. You know what I mean? Like if they like you, they like yeah. you, they don't run it through. But I know, I know people who have done like the, uh, you know, the comedy central specials or whatever. And they literally mm-hmm. have that prompter bullet points. You have to stick to what you say. That would fuck me up. I think. Well, I, I did comedy central thing and it was just more so, uh, um, they didn't have that many rules. And then when you got two set, they were like, everything that we said about rules don't matter. Oh, so, wow. It was weird. Yeah, that oddly enough, I feel like a lot of uh, production things are like that. I think okay. the, the beginning is just like, don't do this because of this. But then you get there and they're like, oh, you can do whatever you want. And it's like, so why did you have to worry for three days straight? Like, why would you do that? Yeah, that's so fucked up. Entertainment is weird, but um, yeah, the comedy is pretty normal. Okay. So, but independently doing it, I just feel like that's the way for right now. And I'm also working on a script. So hopefully 2022, Ooh. that will be very big. 
That's fucking awesome. Nice. I'm I'm excited, man. Yeah, and a book. Sick. So uh, during Corona, I also was starting. And a book. The, Holy fuck. Book. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I feel like we had a break, so now you just have to roll everything out because we don't mm-hmm. know how much we had. So. No, I know. It's weird. I feel like uh, everything that I started doing for the pandemic to kind of stay afloat is now merging mm-hmm. with everything I was doing pre-pandemic. So I have 10 times the workload. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, is anything going to stop? Any? I mean, not that I want it to, but at the same time, I'm like, I'm fucking exhausted. Yeah. I will say coming back, trying to just jump back into it with the world opening so fast. It's like, mm-hmm. wow, I didn't realize how much work I was really doing prior to the pandemic. Yes. But now I'm yeah. tired because I'm like, I didn't yeah. have to do work for a long time. Right. Yeah, I miss the. Uh, uh, I yeah, it's fucked up to say, but I don't care. Like I, I did enjoy some of the pandemic. <laughs> like, <laughs> obviously not the part where I lost people or other people lost people, but there was that kind of like moment in time where I was like, oh, everybody's fucked and I'm also fucked. So that's so nice. Right. Yeah, when it <laughs> felt like you, you, you really weren't going through as much as you were going through because everybody was going through. It. Right. Yeah, and it wasn't my it wasn't anybody's fault in particular. I mean it was it, we knew whose fault it was, but it wasn't like right. it wasn't our fault for a change. <laughs> it wasn't anybody's fault. Yeah, we knew whose fault it was. Yeah. But definitely not <laughs> definitely not our fault. Yeah, no, exactly. I felt like it was a no, snow day. I was like, oh, the buses can't get to me and I can't go to school, so <laughs> I don't know what to fucking tell you guys. <laughs> it wasn't as bad as it. It wasn't as bad as it seemed. Were you uh, were you single for the pandemic, or were you dating? What was your situation with that? So I did lose my relationship during the pandemic, um, and oh, as sad as it was, sorry to hear that. Yeah, no, as sad as it was, I'm extremely happy. So I think <laughs> that um, I think it was supposed to happen. Yeah, I needed to come out of the pandemic much happier. Then I went in. So right. There was a, I agree. There was beauty in that, and there's so much material about it. So mm-hmm. um, I think it was a good thing, even though it was I a love, bad thing. It was so good. Only a comedian would. I love the. I love that. I got so much material out of that. I love that you threw that in there because it's so fucking true. Yeah, I, th- I think once we become comedians, we're like internally monsters. So it's like yeah. even through pain, it's like, but what's funny about this pain? Because I have to laugh to get over it. So yeah. I, 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 was, I went through the I went through the sad phase, the yeah. uh, the crying and laughing phase, and then just the healing phase. So I feel like I went through all three phases, and now right. I'm ready to talk about it. So that's what the special will be included oh, a lot of. That's after the fucking break. fantastic. <laughs> <After> the break. <laughs> yeah. So that's the that's beauty ama- in it. Yeah, I felt even before I was talking to a friend about uh, like uh, we were we were just talking about our first times having sex. And this mm-hmm. is obviously before I started doing stand-up. Um, but I remember the first time I was about to have sex, uh, I'm with this girl that I was... It was like the summer after senior year of high school. So we're, we're right before we're going away to college. But the summer yeah. is just a time for fucking around and having a good time. So just about to do it. We're completely naked in my bed. Nobody's <laughs> home. Fucking good times. And she starts crying. And I'm like, okay, that, I've, I've never done this before, but I know that's not supposed to happen. And then, <laughs> like, working through it, I'm like, oh, I don't know what's going on. And then she tells me that she cheated on me, right, with her ex, like, right oh, before wow. it's about to happen. And mm. I, all I could remember thinking was, I was devastated, but I also, in my brain, I was like, one day this is going to be fucking hilarious. I don't know when. <laughs> but I was like, because I, I was also like, okay, am I never going to get to do this? 
<laughs> I'm like, you could have told me after I fucking got the fuck. Like, this is horseshit. Um, yeah. And then, uh, but I remember thinking, oh, this is going to be funny one day. Yeah, that's where I am now. So at first, I was like, trying to figure out one of the Zoom shows. Like, how do I express it? What do I mm-hmm. talk about? So I did an hour on Zoom. Two weeks nice. after the breakup, I did an hour on Zoom. And my mom said I could only call her 10 bitches. So I had a 10 bitch limit. So I had to build material around only saying bitch 10 times. Um, <laughs> of course I failed. So so I called them 30 bitches. Right. But it still was good. So I oh. still not even naming the special. I can only call her 10 bitches. Oh, but that's we'll great. We'll see. Um, so it turned out well. And then like I told the stories of it. And I don't know. It just felt better after the Zoom. Because everybody mm-hmm. took my side like they should have. Because she was wrong. And no, yeah. people <laughs> love me. <laughs> She was absolutely wrong. Um, yeah. So it just, it just, I don't know. It helped, and that was like the start of being like, okay, it's time to talk about it. And tell your side of the story, and heal through that, and work on the second album. So that's nice. that's what's next. Well, that's fucking awesome. So that now so I'm all I... wet, and now I'm at the show. I feel like I'm doing a documentary. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. Follow me. This is the journey of a stand-up comedian from the train to the stage. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Even God. in the rain, sometimes you have to get your phone wet. But listen, you have to make sure you do it for the people. It's not about you; it's about the people. <laughs> oh my God, this is so great! That's, oh. that's definitely the name. That's the name of this show: "From the Train to the Stage with Paris." You guys have heard all type of sounds in the background. It's like no, she's really walking to the and I walk. 20 minutes in the rain just to show how dedicated I was to make sure I had service for the podcast. That is yeah. beautiful. Thank I really do appreciate it. And I hope you have a great, great set tonight. Uh, thank you for coming on. I miss you. I, I, I hope we get to work together again soon. I don't know. Yeah, I'm sure we will. I'm, I'm Good. sure we will. We'll find a way to make it work. Definitely. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And this show, I'll make sure I don't have to cuss anyone out. No, you'll the good <laughs> side. Unfortunately, <laughs> the first time you got to see the real side, but now it's like I'm not always like that. Um, <laughs> Under <laughs> thank you ten so bitches. Much for me that. Yeah, yes, no. Bitches. Thank you so much for coming on and for walking in the rain and uh, making me laugh so hard. Thank you so much. Of thank course, you. I'll talk to you soon. Thank talk you to you soon. Me. Peace out. No, it, it, Dystopia tonight.